0: Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
1: If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time
2: Presented by ATT. Connecting changes everything. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast
3: Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of 103 of the Last of the Podcast. Hi, Ray Harthis, and uh, this is a uh, political conversation. So if you are. Uh, not inclined to talk about politics, or you don't want anything to do with it, then please don't listen to this episode. Uh, I just had to do this because, uh, yeah, it's been a really, really weird week, and I brought my extremely close friend Joey Cahill, who is the proprietor, owner of Six One Three One Records, and uh, frankly, one of my best friends. To uh, kind of talk about this, and if you're also looking for an unbiased, uh, sort of, you know, really scholarly discussion of politics, and uh, you're not going to get it here. Uh, This is us sorting through our feelings. This is us sorting through our emotions and just kind of the the crazy things that we've obviously witnessed as a country over the past year or so uh, in the run-up to the election and obviously Donald Trump winning. And uh, yeah, to be abundantly clear, uh, I'm really disappointed that uh, us as a country has elected Donald Trump. Uh, Joey also falls in the same category as me. And um, yeah, it's just really, uh, it's the biggest thing that I want you to take away from this conversation is whatever you believe, taking your beliefs or aggressions or whatever thing out on another human being is wrong. You do not need to act in these ways of hatred, violence. It's uh, it's despicable. Um, I, 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 hope, I hope that all of you that listen to this show are not involved in any way, shape or form in that. And all you are involved in is hopefully spreading positivity and love and protection to those around you and those people who are being targeted at this point. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. So Joey and I talk a little bit about that towards the end, but I just want to make that abundantly clear um, that there's, uh, there's no room for that here in our society, in our music culture, in, um, anywhere. So please, please do not ever engage in behavior like that because, uh, you know, frankly, it's, it's horrific and it's wrong. So anyways, uh, here's a discussion with uh, Joey and I, and, uh, like I said, if you don't want it, then, um, don't listen to this, but, uh, if you want a, uh, you know, hopefully a comforting, comforting ish conversation about this election, uh, come to here and if obviously looking for a sense of community then uh, then come here as well so you can always reach out to the show 100 words podcast at gmail.com and yeah if you have any questions or need help in any way shape or form please contact me all right but the but the I guess we can start start off just the, uh, you know, the idea that uh, we obviously both, you know, have obviously cared about politics ever since we got introduced to independent music, and obviously the the connection point between those two things. Um, but like, a, you know, I think a you know interesting place for us to start with this is just the, uh, you know, I feel like. Both you and I are obviously, you know, uh, politically aware, but I think, you know, we were pretty like knee deep engrossed in obviously this, this horse race as as it was going along, just because obviously it was the most interesting and ridiculous election we've probably ever witnessed. Um <laughs> would, would you like would you agree that you were a little more, I guess, engaged with the, the news cycles or was it did you feel um maybe Total Yeah, okay.
2: Like had it I mean had it been anyone else I I mean, I'd be engaged in paying attention and I would have voted the same way, but be the fact that it was Trump and he just kept like, if if anyone else would have done, you know, said or done anything he did or said, they'd be out. So it was just, it was like, it was like this train wreck that you just kept watching and watching and the train wreck kept getting worse and worse thinking, you know, how much worse can it get? And then, you know, the next day something happens. And it was just so interesting to see him sticking around, right. that you know you couldn't take your eyes off it. And I think for me, because in my heart, I knew he was going to lose. I was wrong.
3: right well, You will <laughs> you, you and you and so many other people.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, I think, I mean, that's why this election was so shocking is, you know, how it did end up. I don't think anyone expected.
3: Yeah. Cause I, I I do to, to your point right there, I think it's one of those things like the, you know, watching obviously how people reacted, you know, I mean, honestly, both positively and negatively, it it was such a visceral response from both sides, you know, that, uh, you know, it just really, um, you know, it hurts like, you know, it, because it it, it just hurts because people were so affected. Like, you know, if, You were a Trump supporter and you, you know, you were so excited about him winning. It wasn't like you were kind of like, oh, cool, that was rad. It was like, you know, people were fucking pumped, you know, and like
2: it was like, fuck you, I told you he would win like uh, aggressively.
3: Absolutely. And then obviously the, the flip side of it is like, you know, people, you know, were watching, you know, results come in on Tuesday and then like Wednesday, it felt like this weird vacuum where it was like. Just I mean uh, for me personally, it was just like i I felt like I hardly got any emails that day like I felt like I re- oh. I just didn't even like feel like uh, anyone was participating
2: I mean as you know running a label, it was just like no we didn't do anything like nothing got accomplished for the first few days because just like what do we do like right. how do you move forward like you know and you you know eventually have to you know get up and move forward but it's just I woke up I went to bed i turned off the tv not knowing what was going to happen knowing what was going to happen but in my you know i think there was still like a hope of like well maybe all the votes in wisconsin and michigan will come in and detroit always comes in late and she'll you know pull ahead in those states and we'll be okay so there was like a i went to bed not 100 percent knowing and i woke up in the morning thinking like i'm gonna check my phone and everything's gonna be oh god it's not okay
3: right Totally. Yeah. I, I was woke up to go to the gym that morning and then like, you know, usually, uh, usually do my, uh, my morning bowel movement, sit down on the, uh, <laughs> sit down on there and fire up the New York times app. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like it just, yeah. Just the bottom dropped out on you, you know? And yeah. Like, and I don't, that, I don't, you're right. And I don't mean that just because I was sitting on the toilet, but
2: <laughs> I mean the bottom, I've dropped out in two ways. You,
3: exactly. But and to be clear, both joey and i are obviously uh, we are uh, you know not in the beltway we are not uh, political experts like these are all the you know the purpose of why i wanted you know us to get together and have this discussion is the fact that you know everybody is sorting out their emotions still everyone is obviously you know taking action uh, both positively and negatively um you know on both sides uh so it's just like everybody is obviously confused and i think the intersection between you know independent music and politics uh is obviously I mean you, you can't deny it and I just think that there uh, you know I wanted there to be a space in which people could obviously look to um, you know whatever the show and feel like obviously you're not alone because I think that's that's what everybody is ultimately trying to feel like you know in in the weird morass of social media you're just kind of like looking for you know either shreds of hope and other people feeling the way that you do and yeah it's just you know it's it's weird and that's why obviously this you know why i wanted to do this with us because hopefully it'll provide some comfort or solace or just another voice in your ear to be like oh okay i'm not alone in feeling this way you know yeah and the you know the the idea that because whatever I'll, i'll start with like two points and we can obviously you know dissect them as we go into them but just the uh you know, the two main sort of focal points that I've taken away after, you know, beyond just the, uh, obviously, the the negative things that are happening to people in, um, you know, minority groups around the country, um, you know, that's horrific. I don't care, like, what side of the aisle you're on, just as a human being, watching it is just, you know, heartbreaking. Um, so, putting that aside, because we can obviously talk about that later, but just the, uh, you know, the thing that, bu- the two things that bum me out the most are, one, the fact that it's like, you know, what was it, like 46% of the country, like, did not vote yeah and it's like how how do you you know i I don't know i mean do you have any sense of how that stacks up versus previous elections because of course like why would i actually look up that number
2: (laughs) i don't i don't know about that number but i know that donald trump got fewer votes than mitt romney in 2012 and mitt romney lost right which means turnout has to be lower right like if if, I mean, and granted, I mean, votes, I don't think the final numbers are in, mm-hmm. but I saw something that Hillary Clinton is currently, the popular vote is winning by like 2 million. And that's, I think I saw something today, that's the highest difference in the popular vote um, for a loser ever. Right, right. Except there was two years where not all the states votes in like the 1800s, but, <laughs> sure. but um, yeah, which is just like, I mean, Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, sure. The, I know the electoral college serves its purpose, and it is what it is, and it's been that way, and I don't foresee that changing. Just like voting on Tuesdays, but it's I think says something when there's such a massive difference between the popular vote totally. between the two candidates, like
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean that's t- that's tough to deny. I mean obviously you can you could look at the fact that Donald Trump was rallying against the electoral college a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like Now he loves it. Of course, of course. Well yeah, whatever whatever side of history you're on is is obviously you're like, Oh, this is great. I was uh, I was just kidding, even though this is forever immortalized in me actually expressing this on Twitter. Uh but the uh yeah. And it's, it's weird too, because then, you know, obviously like diving deeper into the data, you just see the, uh, you know, why the type of, the, and I, I don't mean this in a negative sense, but it's like the type of people that obviously came out to vote for him. It's like, you know, these are people who, you know, he obviously appealed to where it's like, you know, disenfranchised, um, you know, uneducated white voters, um, and these are people who it's like, you know, they probably haven't voted in the past, whatever, you know, eight to 12 years. And then they felt so galvanized by this, uh, you know, this message of like, we're going to bring back jobs. We're going to negotiate better deals. We're going to destroy, uh, you know, these free trade agreements and like all of these other things where it was just like, like, I, I can obviously put myself in those people's shoes that are obviously just focused on like kind of the messaging that he's doing as opposed to, um, you know, the filled rhetoric that he's put out there. Um, and it's like you get it where it's just like oh yeah the government's ignored me for years so of course i'm going to vote for this guy
2: yeah with even though he presented no plans and no like, future it, it was just all yeah it was all like i'm going to do this okay well what are you going to do after
3: totally it's all
2: great again oh god there we go
3: totally it's wind i mean i call it window dressing where it's just like obviously like the the what he was describing was like you know realistically like very few people would be like Oh, like yeah, I I don't like I just I don't disagree with that. It's just like of course, like you and I, you know, we're not in factories, but like yeah, we'd like to see people have jobs. Like of course, <laughs> of course. But then it, exactly, it's it's window dressing, and then like when you actually dive into it, and you're just like, how's that even going to work?
2: Yeah, and let's and, just say. I mean, it's like all of his things, like, how are they going to work? Like, I mean, I guess today, you know, with immigration yesterday, it was, I'm not going to deport 11 million people today. It's I'm going to deport two to 3 million.
3: Oh, totally. And you, you okay. s-
2: <laughs>
3: totally. And you see, I mean, it's like the, uh, you know, the hopeful things of what people have obviously been pointing out and referencing is the fact that the, you know, cause ultimately the only, not the only thing, but like the sort of you know, center principle that I've held on to is the fact that, like, our institution as a government, you know, good and bad, obviously has a lot of structural things in place in order to prevent him, you know, the acting president for, uh, you know, acting completely irresponsibly. Like, yes, of course, there are things that are, you know, his deck is stacked as far as, like, obviously having the House of Representatives and the Senate, Senate-leaning Republican. Um, but, you know, there's so many things where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, shit's not easy to get done as a president weird
2: (laughs) yeah it's still terrifying it is i mean
3: yeah because yeah there's obviously a lot of things that uh you know obviously he can do uh in regards to uh whether it's just like you know removing funding and like all these other things from a budgetary aspect that there is uh not that there's little oversight but there's little uh in his way in regards to like moving those chess pieces around um yeah it's still it, it doesn't it doesn't bring overall comfort, but just like the uh, you know they're whatever's watching. Well, f- this is a, a side tangent, but like, have you b- been consuming the Vice News Tonight on HBO at all? I haven't. Okay, you should you should get you should rectify that because it it, <laughs> it is unbelievable what they're doing. Like, they publish it five times a week, Monday through Friday, and they do you know it's like t- twenty four to twenty eight minutes, and it's just like. You don't feel like this sense of like hopelessness in all of their pieces. It's just like, I mean, they're dealing with real shit, you know, but how they handle it is just unbelievable, you know, and you don't feel you don't feel I mean, no matter what, you're going to feel like, OK, like, obviously they have they have an agenda and they're putting forth a message, but like you don't feel as it's so far to the to the left, where it's just like, oh yeah, like anyone that watches this that has any sort of like centrist or right wing beliefs is going to look at this and be like, oh, like this doesn't have any credibility, you know? It's just, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. But like, anyways, I referenced that because they did a report on Friday in regards to a lot of the, um, you know, the civil rights, uh, you know, uh, gay rights, like uh, all these things, marriage equality, all these things that obviously you know people are extremely and rightfully so concerned about. You know, they kind of walked through which things are, you know, more vulnerable versus things yeah. that are just like, you can't like, no matter what, like this is probably not going to happen unless he like makes it his central focus over four years, you know? Um, but yeah, but still that doesn't,
2: well, it was I mean, also the fear of p- appointing a Supreme court justice who, I mean, all, you know, if they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade or, right. you know, uh, overturn marriage equality. And so it's, Unit, it it passed before, but I can't imagine. You know, uh, the Republicans are going to allow him to nominate someone who's not very right or who's more central. I don't really understand how. I mean, I know there's like a a vetting process, and he needs to be the the justice needs to be approved by the Senate Congress.
3: Yeah, I think Congress.
2: And what percent percentage? He or she needs to be. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, you know, I know the Democrats are going to put up a fight, but I don't know how much that's going to. Right. They'll be able to do.
3: Yeah, and I mean the, the yeah, no, no matter what we talk about here, it's obviously it is coming from a place of like we, we want to be positive uh, and obviously not just be like you know oh well was us we're in the gutter like our country's fucked for four years even yeah. though we truly may like that may be bubbling underneath. Um, there, there obviously is. It's easy to kind of paint with a very broad brush, like uh, you know that most people in the country don't care. But it's like, as evidenced by all of the, um, you know, all of the outpouring in regards to protests and obviously, uh, you know, other methods of uh, self-expression over social media, that you know people are engaged and people care. And this is obviously very uh, because he's such a reactionary um, candidate, or actually, president-elect. I'll say now (laughs) he's not he's not a candidate anymore. Is the fact that like this people are obviously angry about this, and like I think that that is, uh, you know, that's good. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of obviously channeling that anger into something constructive, which I think that's what people are are feeling and figuring out as we speak. You know, which is the, which is awesome.
2: The thing I saw that was interesting was um, someone I follow on Twitter retweeted, shockingly enough, Fox News who posted a map of where the anti-Trump protests are happening, and it's not just. You know, Boston, New York City, Los Angeles, like, you know, these, these you know typically, you know, blue cities, right? blue states, but it's like Texas, you know, Atlanta, Tennessee, like all the, you know, these southern Midwest cities where Trump, lo- Trump won and there's protests happening there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's cool to see people engaged all over the country and not just in places where you'd expect it to happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard, like you said. It's heartening. It's hopeful because yeah. because you see, I mean, dude, the, like in Orange County, where obviously you were born and raised, and I, I was live,
2: born in Long Beach, which is part of LA I, County.
3: Uh, oh, Joey, let's for our first for sake of argument, well, you you spent a majority of uh, a large spent period there, a large period of time you've spent in in Orange County and the surrounding areas, we'll say. But anyways, Orange County. I mean, it went Democrat for the first time in like 20 years or something like that. Which is insane. Totally. And it's like those things where you're just like, oh, and then obviously when you see the map uh, of millennial voters where it's just like, you know, I mean, there's like, what, two red states and like 48 blue states.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. I got to like accomplish all these other things. Take a moment. Focus on the things that obviously, for one, matter to you, but for two, look back. Be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can, you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal, that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L slash Ray.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
2: The thing that blew me away was I, mean, I recently moved to Massachusetts and I saw a map of where Hillary Clinton won among white men voters and there was only, four, I think, four states.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: California wasn't even one of them, which kind of surprised me, but Massachusetts was one of them. Interesting. Like Massachusetts, Vermont, Oregon, and Washington. Um, that,
3: that is interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's 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 you know, like I feel good you know living in a state like this and you know being from California, which are you know two fairly progressive states, but just seeing what's going on around the rest of the country where that's not maybe not the case is mm-hmm.
3: is tough. Oh yeah, it's 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 brutal. And I, I like going back to the you know whatever forty six percent of the country not voting. It's like you know really like when people are obviously like honest with themselves and like looking at themselves in the mirror. It's like, this was obviously the Democrats election to lose, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously the fact that, you know, Trump was able to tap into two things, like obviously the, you know, the, the white male vote. And then the, the fact that he like, they were, they were able to keep people home because they didn't, you know, ultimately so many people didn't like either candidate and they they obviously stayed home they just didn't or they you know cast their vote for a third party um you know which you know that's obviously your ultimate decision i mean it's like my stepfather voted for gary johnson because ultimately he was just like i can't i can't do either you know i don't i don't trust either um but it's like it just it it blows my mind like i said that it was just like like almost half the country and it's like their hat and everybody always points to the fact of like like why can't we make voting easier because like i don't know about you like did you vote in person Or did. did. Okay. Like, was there any, like, did you have a long line or, like, how was your experience?
2: I literally walked in, Uh got my ballot. I mean, Nicole and I were in and out of there in less than five minutes. Wow, that's cool. I mean, there was no lines. But, I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's Massachusetts. Like, there's multiple places to vote. It's not like North Carolina or um, I think I saw something. Was It might have even been... Wisconsin, there was one of the states that uh, Trump won. There was, you know, something like three hundred thousand people like weren't able to vote, like this crazy because of like voter ID laws and you know things that are probably rather unconstitutional. And right. So yeah, I didn't have to wait at all, and it was the easiest thing in the world. But I, you know, I, you know, the news kept showing places around the country where it was just thousands and thousands of people online just waiting
3: totally totally i mean my i i I went i've i'm living with my parents now and they currently live in a you know very 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 upper class city called newport coast which is like you know i mean people you know are making bajillions of dollars here but see so I, I honestly because i've never voted i've usually voted in the city that i live in which would you know i used to live in which was tustin and you know i waited you know, like in tustin i'd wait maybe like five to ten minutes like even if i was voting in the primaries as well which like you know usually no one comes out to those but um this was the first time. So like my wife and I got in line and like, we waited for gosh, like 20 minutes. And like, there was a, like, it was a pretty decent sized line. And we went at like, you know, 11 in the afternoon. So it was like, you know, people had been there and, uh, there was more, there was like two, what we you could tell sort of quote unquote issues where it's like people were, Uh, One guy was complaining about because he was asked for his ID because usually you're just supposed to like, you know, tell your name and then they look it up on the list or whatever. But I just found it so interesting because I was like, here is this like, you know, really, like I said, upper to, you know, extremely wealthy uh, city that I live in currently. And like there was issues and I was like, I can't even imagine what it's like obviously in other cities where it's like you, you may be having fewer volunteers come out for manning the polls and stuff because I, I just feel so terrible for the people who have to deal with this because I mean you know they're not, they're not getting paid any money and they have to deal with all this stuff yeah but it was just um, it, anyways the the point being was just the fact that I'm like I, I, I really wish that it was like okay you could like that we would see 75 to 85% of the country actually voting and participating, you know, cause I just, I just don't get why that number is so.
2: I mean, it, it's the, you know, I, I, kind of, I don't know if it was the daily show or, uh, last week tonight, but one of those shows was talking about why we vote on Tuesdays. And it was, you know, from the 1800s when you, you wouldn't vote on the weekend because of, uh, church, And you couldn't vote Monday because it was too far to travel. So that's why you vote Tuesday because you would travel Monday to vote Tuesday. So that's why we vote on Tuesday. (laughs) That's insane. That's insane. Why do we still do that? (laughs) And if we are still going to vote on Tuesday, why is it a national holiday? Like we celebrate Columbus day. Let's stop doing that. And let's make voting a national holiday. I'm looking, I'm looking right now just for curiosity, like 2012, uh, 45% of people didn't population didn't vote. I mean, it's always around between like 45 and 50 every year. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. That's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, uh,
2: obviously it's, I mean, all the way back till like, I mean, I guess it's lower, but in like, you know, 1930, mm -hmm. 1932, it was like 48 of the population didn't vote.
3: Yeah. I mean, probably just because they were dealing with dysentery. Like, (laughs) it's like, I just don't, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, I, it's just
2: crazy that it's that number is so, like, relatively the same.
3: Yeah. And, obvi- I mean, obviously, like, neither you or I are smart enough to extrapolate and be like, oh, well, it's because our population is growing. So, technically, more people are voting. And, like, I, I would get that argument, but it just – it. Where we sit currently, as far as technology and everything else that is concerned, like, you know, like, this is something that blew my mind that I never knew, like, another sort of tangent where, so doctors, like, obviously, you know, they have, when they're communicating about patients, like, say they have more than one doctor, um, you know, they're not sending information over text message or emails to one another, they have a private texting network. So it's like, it's called, I think it's like the Tiger Network or something like that. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if two doctors are sharing sort of test results and communicating with one another or like asking a favor, um, like they're not sending a text message. They're sending this, you know, via encrypted, you know, unique messaging service. And I'm just like, so we can't even, we can't even do that for voting. (laughs) Like there's so many, I mean, call me, call me
2: dumb. If if only Hillary Clinton had a... a (laughs) Don't, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation.
3: We wouldn't be private email it's servers.
2: Goddamn emails.
3: Yeah, but yeah, it's just I don't know. Anyways, I just, I, I mean, I guess it's just a number I haven't paid attention to because, really, obviously, most of the uh, previous elections, um, you know, whatever the past, you know, eight eight years, I haven't had to really, you know, dive into the data because my candidate won or whatever. But, yeah. But yeah,
2: um, I mean, even like when your candidate doesn't win, like in two thousand or two thousand four, mm-hmm. it's like. You wake up the next day and you're like, fuck, okay. Like, right. Let's go. And then, but it just, this was the complete opposite. It was just like getting out of bed. Like, I didn't want to go online. I didn't want to read, you know, Twitter or the news just because it's so, it was so depressing.
3: Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, uh, so many of these people were having to react in real time too. Like, you you feel like, you know, I became. Uh, aware of that, uh, the black correspondent on CS- CNN, the uh, Van, gosh, I'm totally like, yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, I'd heard of his name before, but like once it started to pop up in regards to him being, you know, a positive force in this discussion about mm-hmm. obviously how people feel, it was just like, correct
2: me if I'm wrong, but he's primarily Republican, isn't he?
3: As far as I know, yeah. And just the way that he was, like he was so he spoke so plainly um you know to people uh, obviously as the election results were coming in and it was just you know it, it those sort of voices are just like that's really really good that he is sitting there on this talking head panel and is able to kind of be like hey so like we haven't talked about race at all like how do you think those people feel like uh, i'll bet and you they yeah. feel you know you didn't say this but i'll bet you they feel pretty shitty and it's like yeah and they do
2: did, did you see that in the video of Corey lewandowski then rubbing in his in van Jones' face about trump winning
3: oh dude so yeah so like you know the the jock that spikes the volleyball in your head and is like fucking deal with that bro
2: um, um i think one of i don't know if i could say funny maybe it's i don't know what it is but sure. there was a clip i saw online of uh brian williams saying like you know there's results coming in from these states and looks like trump's winning such and such and such and such and there's just a pause and it's like you just hear a Ugh. It's like tell us how you know. Really totally- it's MSNBC and you assume but it was just like right. There I think these people were having such a hard time keeping their truth true thoughts inside and you could see it in their face. There are times you could see like Jake Tapper just being like <laughs> right. what the fuck did we do?
3: Right. What is what is this? Like who how how are we at this spot right now? There's so many yeah. So many forks in the road where this could have gone a different way, and it didn't, and here we are right now.
2: And it's like you know, people are quick to blame the media, and they are, I think, fairly guilty for a lot of this. Right. But they're not the only factor. But oh, yeah.
3: yeah, no, totally. but I,
2: you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hopefully, you know, well, two things. Hopefully, freedom of speech exists in four years, and hopefully, this is the wake-up call that the media needs to put more balance out you know not balance necessarily but instead of focusing on fucking emails because they need something to talk about her because trump has done all these bad things like focus on the issues and yeah
3: well yeah and true i mean to to your point as well where it's like the uh you know the echo chambers we all live in um it's one of those things where it would be obviously hugely beneficial for people to be able to consume media that doesn't just solely reflect their own values you know it's like as much as i cannot stand the fact that it's like you know i i um you know go downstairs and my dad usually always has like fox news blaring and like you know most of the time it's just like i can't even believe they're talking about this like you're having the dude from fucking duck dynasty on the show like what the i can't even believe this um (laughs) <laughs> but, and that, that legitimately happens like multiple times a week where it's just like, so I don't even know, like, is Duck Dynasty even still
2: on? Like, I was just, I mean, <laughs> I haven't been to a truck stop lately, so I, I can't tell if there's still the Duck Dynasty, like, end caps up.
3: Right. I can't, right. I don't know either. But yeah, it's just, it's those things where it's just like, at, at the very least, I'm at least able to, like, look at this and, like, you know, obviously not have anything that I'm really like a value that I'm taking away from it and like incorporating it into my own life. But it's like, you got to have some semblance of plugging yourself into something else. Like, cause otherwise, yeah, you just, you do. And th- th- that's why obviously we get sort of, you know, not sort of, but completely blindsided because all of us have been consuming media that is reassuring us that Hillary Clinton's going to win. Yeah. And it's, it just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, well, I guess that's just because we were talking to everybody who is uh who is, you know, looks like us, talks like us and thinks like us. And yeah, we need to uh, diversify just a little bit, not to the point of where you're like forcing yourself to like consume things that you actively don't enjoy. Cause like, no, no one wants to do that. But you know, it's, but it's a- also
2: just part like, I always, I feel like, you know, like I need to, you know, see what like the right is saying, but I spent five minutes watching this and it's just like, this is fucking garbage. Like I can't subject myself to hear these people talk. Right. Like, it's it's the bullshit that comes out of their mouth, you know, on that these talking heads. It's like stop, like
3: right, because because I mean, ultimately, it's just a matter of like you you need a nuanced view of how these things are, and like you're really not going to get that reflected on television because at the end of the day, they're obvious. They need to be concerned about the ratings and the people who are watching them. So it's like you're not going to have a very um, engaging discourse on like your average Trump voter that isn't um you know completely bombastic and you know touting something that's just like you know to you and i was like are you fucking kidding me like that's a that's that's a thing you believe in you know where it's like you know i i can almost guarantee that it's like you know you and i could obviously like walk down the street and you know run into a person who voted for trump because they feel um like you know we were talking about earlier where it's just like they felt like Oh, I can't vote for Hillary Clinton because uh, you know she's uh, going to be more of the same, and I didn't agree with what Obama did, or um, you know I didn't feel like uh, Hillary Clinton was going to be a breath of fresh air because she's been involved in politics for so long. It's like those are arguments I can understand like do I, do I agree with them? No, but I, I I at least get where they're coming from, but it's like you know, do you think Fox like do you think a right- wing media organization would be interested in those sort of nuanced discussions? It's like, oh, boring, move along. <laughs>
2: yeah when they're how quickly with our viewers turn up like this person's being rational like nope <laughs> nope i need yelling
3: <laughs> totally totally i need yelling i need uh the fact that we need to uh, reopen all investigations against hillary clinton and hopefully put her in prison it's yeah. just like yeah it's oh. it's wild but
2: i um, saying they might uh still consider uh trying to lock her up yeah go away oh, but him. you're not going to go away because you're going to be on trump's fucking team
3: of course his transition team
2: and i like, like like bannon who is now his uh Senior counselor. Right. He's a white nationalist. Great.
3: (laughs) The, um, yeah, I really, the, I think the terminology was, it's like, you know, he's going to like drain the swamp water out of, uh, out of DC in regards to like the fact he's going to surround himself with people who have, um, you know, like whatever outsider opinions, you know, not politicians and all that sort of stuff. And it's like
2: drain the swamp. He's filling it with shit.
3: Right. Well, no, but he's, uh, but to he's not even drain like, you know, draining it is like maybe taking like a few bucketfuls out, but like, yeah. you know, everybody's at, you know, whatever from Chris Christie, to you know, Giuliani, Newt Gingrich. It's like, are you like, that you're not even these are just you're just putting people who hadn't been a part of the political conversation in like 10 to 20 years and you're just putting them back in there so it's like that's not that's not outsider it's like these are people that have probably more experience than clinton in regards to years served it's nuts
0: baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet mgm's swing for the fences free-to-play game Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
1: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity.
4: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: It's, yeah. It's, it's astonishing. It is.
3: Um, and then the, the you know, kind of going back to the original idea of like two specific points that I was kind of taking away from this where it's like the second one, honestly, why, you know, m- one of the many reasons why I wanted to discuss this with you is the fact that just the core the core values of um, you know the presidency and obviously how people are supposed to act in regards to you know being presidential and like you know it's in like every single poll and it's like you know even people that probably voted for Trump are probably voted for him because he didn't act presidential you know and you know the idea that like you and I with our sons have to explain the idea of like okay don't bully. I know that this person is a bully in the white house, but like, don't, don't be that human being. And just like the amount of like legwork that we have to do as a parent to be able to like shield that idea, not shield, but just make them, you know, we have to make them understand nuance when we shouldn't have to do that.
2: (laughs) Yes. He is the most powerful person in the country, but, but he's wrong. It's like, how do you, It's like, how do you, it's, it's such a tough battle because it, because he is a bully, he was able to get to where he is. Right, right. And yeah. so it's it's just yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean I, I think like the, the, the I mean the brief discussions that I've had with my son in regards to this, because you know, he obviously he's five and a half, so he understands, you know, a lot in the world, is like that you know, what the reason that mommy and daddy did not vote for him is the fact that, you know, he's a bully. He doesn't treat people like uh, they want to be treated or how you should treat others. And so it's like, you know, that on one hand, it makes it difficult because obviously there's there like we were talking about the, the nuanced idea of like being a president and being a bully. But then on the other flip side of the coin, it does make it a little bit easier because you're able to point to just the fact that it's like it's really easy to be like, that's a bully. You, that is you do not you're like don't don't trust that person because they are a bully like even if they are successful don't don't believe yeah. that to be the case
2: yeah it's uh a, a troubling times uh
3: yeah no for sure um and kind of uh pivoting to the idea of obviously people that are, are you know contributing and obviously trying to add and protect and um you know bring value to uh the disenfranchised that are obviously being you know c- abused across the country um you know obviously i was really excited to see that you you put out that shirt um and i presume that's been nothing but a uh, a positive thing from your perspective in regards to the feedback you've gotten on would you could you could you please tell the audience a little bit about that joey
2: <laughs> we've actually gotten two uh two comments one person saying i don't read your emails in the first place so but now i'm now i'm uh unsubscribing see you later and then A vegan told us we were wrong about something. I don't know. Um, But yes, we made it. I run a label called 6131, uh, and we made a T-shirt. We're calling it the I Stand for Equality shirt. And it's just, you know, it supports um, all the profits go to organizations like ACLU, Planned Parenthood, Rain, Southern Poverty Law Center, and the Trevor Project. Just organizations that could potentially over the next few years need whatever help they can get. And yeah, the shirts are only $10 long sleeves are 20. And like I said, every, every penny, uh, of profit goes back to, or goes to these organizations. Um, which
3: yeah. is, yeah, I mean, which is rad. And it's like, obviously you've, you've seen the independent music community, uh, you know, rally around the, the same idea. And obviously like, you know, we were, we were talking about prior where it's like, you know, run for cover obviously has their entire, catalog up for for download on Bandcamp for a pay what you want and you know uh pine grove obviously is the same thing um in regards to their records and obviously there's a lot of other people who are contributing um you know in albeit uh you know the grand scheme very small but like it doesn't matter because like, it
2: helps i mean ever these these organizations are you know fighting the good fight and even if it's just you know a little small chunk like you know i feel like we're I feel like we're on the right side of history and helping these people, you know, do what they do in any sort of way is the right thing to do.
3: Yeah. I mean, Uh, ultimately acting selflessly is, you know, what we all should be doing in certain respects. And like this is just obviously a further example of pushing forth a positive message and a fact that you can, you know, not only can you obviously quote unquote, get something out of it from a physical or you know yeah. getting a t-shirt or obviously getting music, but then you can, you know, you're, you're contributing dollar wise to something that, like you said, is going to be, you know, potentially maligned and obviously be in crisis over the next couple of years. If things pan out the way that, I mean, at the end of the day, no one has any idea what's going to happen because obviously yeah. it's not like he's been, uh, consistent in any message or, or his temperament or anything else. But, um, you know, at least the idea of focusing on these things that, uh, you know, could be an issue is obviously a great starting point. And just the, I also really like obviously how people are talking about like, uh, you know, I mean, volunteering more and obviously getting, um, more active politically into whatever, uh, you know, community run organization, or obviously if they're trying to do other things, um, I just like the fact that obviously it brings that general awareness out even more where it's like, again, focusing, your anger into constructive movement and positive change
2: and it's just another you know if you could find any bright spots in this it's this is something that could light a fire in like the youth and you know for future elections and getting people you know these grassroots movements going and you know in the next four years you know or even two years with the midterm elections which Democrats don't vote in um, maybe they will in two years and maybe we can see a change.
3: Yeah, absolutely, because that's 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 where that's where the difference is going to be made. Like the difference is going to be, you know, organizing because I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like we have, you know, we as a country have made our bed and we're sitting in it. It doesn't mean we need to be happy sitting in it. We can obviously protest like people are doing and obviously hold uh, the people accountable that need to be accountable. Um, but this is something that we are going to have to watch and watch evolve and, you know, uh, I mean, on the positive side, like, hope that that it, it's not going to be as terrible as <laughs> as it could be, as many of us fear it to be. And then, obviously, on the, the flip side is the fact that, um, you know, it can be as, as worse as we're all expecting. And I, I'm just glad that we are obviously all preparing for the worst, because even if it's yeah. slightly better than that, <laughs> we'll we'll at least be like, oh, okay, well, uh, it we didn't, didn't go all the way, all the way out there. At least there was, you know, these things that helped, you know, mitigate whatever changes he was trying to make or whatever as the president, you know,
2: it's just, I think yeah, getting your voice out there and being heard and will you change any, anyone's mind, who knows that remains to be seen, but be active and do whatever you can to just fight for the future, um, of what you believe in.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like the, uh, you know, I guess the last interesting thing to to focus on in something that's obviously uh, positive in the sense of uh, the fact that the 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 people who obviously did you know who did vote for Trump and obviously put him in office, there you have to believe that their patience for change is going to be uh, they're going to demand something pretty quickly. Um, yeah. They're going to want something to happen. You know, like whatever. Everyone always obviously focuses on the first hundred days in office and that sort of. Um, that idea of, you know, a benchmark of how a president should perform. Which to me is like I can't even like can you imagine Joey walking into a job and like, all right, in a hundred days you have to change you have to move these like fourteen mountains. Yeah. (laughs) Like can can you go ahead and move the Sierra Nevadas in like a hundred days? It's like, what? No, I can't I can
2: can tell you his voters will be very disappointed when in a hundred days there is not a wall. Right. No, because there's no wall coming. (laughs)
3: <laughs> totally do you want to, i think that i think the price tag on that was what like 5 billion dollars or something yeah. like that but so I, I you know i think it's one of those things where it's like it, it's it's going to be so interesting to see um how that plays itself out and then if it just becomes this just like complete you know i mean obviously it's positive in the sense of like that will be great because then obviously those people will not you know vote for trump for a second term um but uh, you know i kind of on the flip side like just trying to be empathetic here where it'll it'll it puts those people even at a farther disadvantage because then they're going to feel even more untrustworthy toward and it's just like they're going to be even further disenfranchised and it's just like god like that's that's terrible like how how awful is that to just exist in this like all right well i'm not gonna you know i'm just gonna you know live in a bunker in idaho and granted yes that's a very (laughs) strong statement and i'm pushing it very far but i'm just being you know silly just to illustrate a purpose but it's just sad you know
2: and I mean, maybe this, that's something that will, you know, we'll get an actual viable third, can, third party candidate. That's a good you know, point. But, um, which, you know, I don't think we've really had since Ralph, Ross Perot. I mean, Ralph, maybe Nader. Ralph, yeah, I mean, Ralph,
3: Ralph Nader a little bit, sort of, yeah.
2: You can, But, you know, maybe that's what, you know, you know gets that movement going. Um, and I think that would be great.
3: Right. Well, it was it you know the uh, I found it so interesting like obviously the uh third party candidate in Utah which I I can't remember his name because obviously it, what was his name? McMillan. Right. He was he came in second there, correct?
2: There was a time where people thought he might win. Right. Uh, Utah. Um
3: it's just it's so uh, like I mean the fact that that can happen is um I mean obviously it's very emblematic of what Utah is as a state, but um you know that just that just goes to show where it's just like if, if there is momentum it's you know it it just propels itself you know and you there are so in so many ways you can't even stop it you're just you know hoping that you can either you either agree with it and you get on the train or uh, you know you do everything you can to try to make it stop but i mean it's it's impressive that that happened yeah totally but
2: totally.
3: It, yeah but here's here's to hoping that uh you know obviously the uh the hate and the rhetoric uh begins to die down at least you know between people to people like that's I mean,
2: someone just needs to come out on trump i mean i think i saw something that paul ryan might have did not, you know came out against it today yeah but trump needs to say something
3: absolutely yeah but, I, mean, I, I know I, you and i are not I, holding our breath right yeah. but it's like the uh yeah the the fact that that i mean that just there's no excuse for that because obviously it's like these are you know i don't i don't care what your your policies or politics aside it's like you know no no one no reasonable human being understands racism xenophobia like it, the people that that lie in that are really you know in the minority of the whatever you know 40 how how many ever percent of people that voted for trump you're not talking about like you know whatever say it's 46% was cuz wasn't that it 46% of I can't remember how many people voted for Trump percentage wise, but whatever, for sake of argument, we'll say, you know, 40% of the country voted for, for Trump. And, you know, out of those percentage points, like, you know, how many people do you actually believe to be like those hate filled people? You know, it's like, I I mean, maybe I'm just being optimistic and glass half full guy of like, I I find it hard to believe that like more than fifteen percent of the country uh, is, you know, acting out on these beliefs.
2: The rest were just okay with it
3: yeah no totally i mean totally and then it wasn't it it, that that was not important to them you know in which i mean obviously it's a sad thing to say that um and like it it doesn't you know even extrapolating it further where it's just like i I can't even understand how a uh you know seeing those like women for trump signs it's like
2: the 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 percentage of women who voted for trump i was talking to my mom about this and it was just like mind-blowing yeah blowing totally i just i genuinely don't understand
3: no i don't but you know i like i i would i would like to believe that you know you're not talking about like at least half the people that voted for trump like have share share these beliefs and like ultimately are acting out on them because you know whether or not they believe that if they're not acting out on them like that's in the confines of their four walls do i agree with it of course not but that's—they're not acting this out as far as like taking this out into the streets and doing horrific things to people who do do not deserve it, you know. Um, yes. And that, that it, like I said, it's just obviously the other people who are acting on it. It's just like it, they need to stop. I mean, a lot of it, it a lot of it too, is just like it's fucking kids. It's like kids in high school. The, oh, po-
2: the things, the videos of like yeah, kids in middle school yelling it—you know, racial slurs at other kids in the school. It's like you know. Those 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 kids' parents should be (laughs) taught a couple things.
3: Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely. And it's I mean these are kids who obviously can't even participate in a vote. And it's like how I don't I don't even understand. It just doesn't. It It makes no sense. I know it's yeah yeah, it's
2: wrong obviously. And it's heartbreakingly sad.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like I I just hope that the uh, the the tide begins to shift where obviously there are so many people that are rallying around these people and are rallying around the the community and friends that they have you know built up themselves to where it's like you know i, mean, I saw it's like some uh, people in new york city have started up a volunteer program to you know uh, escort people like in subways and like public places that you know if they don't feel safe like if they're you know muslim or trans or whatever if they don't feel safe they can sign up for the service and people um will escort them you know and well, like
2: I mean, yeah. And there was something I saw about, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, uh-huh. where, you know what to do if you see something happen and it's just a, something as small as stand by the person and just like be there for them. Yeah. Like t- talk to them. Like if you don't want to engage, you know, the the racist or, you know, get physical, just be there for this person and show your support and let them know that you are on their side. And you know they have someone there for it that they need
3: yeah uh, absolutely and I, I think that I mean and through all of everybody sharing the stories that they're sharing it, you know it's going to be that, that that's only as as heartbreak as it as it is that's only going to lead to positive change like I can't believe that it will continue to exist like you know I, I mean you know hopefully that this obviously changes in the next you know couple weeks or even shorter um, yeah yeah but just like that that sort of outpouring of stories is just always going cuz i'm i'm sure you saw too where it's just like you know Camille New Johnny the or i'm totally yep. butchering his name but it's like you know him and Thomas Middleditch getting you know confronted at a well, bar they, and the
2: guys well the guys come and say like we love the show like compliment them about the show
3: <laughs> yeah and then, Right. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. If you want to, obviously if you want to revel in the, uh, the, the social media uh, crusaders, like you could just follow Judd Apatow as well on Twitter and he's just, he's on fire. It's he's, he just, he doesn't seem to go to sleep at all. He just, just (laughs) fires off, you know, shot after shot after shot. And it's just like, wow, it's, you know, he's, he obviously feels like, I mean, he has clearly has a platform, but, uh, you know, he's, he's taking this up and it's just obviously all those, those sort of things are just like, that's great to see. That's completely great to see
2: these there's there's too many voices out there and they won't be silenced and it's it's great it's, yeah
3: absolutely well joey thank you for um obviously talking about this uh, whole weird thing and hopefully people will feel you know somewhat serviced by this and you know if you disagree with us that's fine like <laughs> that's this isn't this isn't meant to uh, sway your opinion one way or another you know clearly joey and i believe something um and we believe in it strongly and if you don't then that's completely fine and as long as you are acting responsibly you know we, we can't we can't hold it against you you know um yeah. but, but hopefully the comfort you'll find in other voices that are out there um is exactly why we want to do this in the first place and just be like you know if you're not alone you have other people that not only have your backs either philosophically but physically as well and um you know if you need assistance uh it's obviously not uh, out of the realm of possibility yeah. for either joey or i to to assist you in that in that uh realm so uh, but i just appreciate joey and hopefully um yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this together. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
3: You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh. Woo. Mm-hmm.